Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I just realized that the three of us, we kind of look like just the saddest Pokemon evolution. <laughs> what? Who's who's the starter, the mid form, and the final? Well, okay. Mm. I'm thinking that the Jack is the starter. Yeah. I'm yeah. the mid form, and and Ryan, you're the Charizard. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and if you use a stone on the mid form, you can become Jesse. Uh, you, oh, yeah. Oh. Gotta use the stab stone. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called stab welcome to the stab show a breath of fresh air you didn't expect from that really weird looking guy on the bus let's introduce tonight's panel i'm just realizing right now that i didn't write the funny quippy things uh because i got distracted so our first our first panelist uh likes the jams fully pumped uh he's a hilarious writer and performer it's nick pettigrew uh, and our second panelist is <laughs> clinically proven to be three times wrinklier than Waluigi. <laughs> He's a f- fantastic improviser. It's Ryan King. Uh, I thought you were going to say clinically depressed. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's enough of that to go around. And our third panelist <laughs> doesn't have a personality of his own, but likes to contribute to yours. He's the other half of King's Talk Live. It's Jack Brown. I honestly, I can't believe you didn't write those beforehand. Those were all perfect. Yeah, they were really good. <laughs> oh, 20 years of improv has paid off. I'm your host, Jesse <laughs> I'm your host, The Jesse first Jones. time you've said that. Yeah, the very first time. <laughs> I'm your host, Jesse Jones. You know, just like mom used to make it. That one I wrote. Was it better? I don't know. I'll let you judge it. Uh, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Stab, everybody. Uh, I will need all of your strengths tonight. So find a strength envelope. Take it to the strength mailbox and send me your strength. It'll be much appreciated. Let's meet tonight's panelists. Hey, Nick. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, How's things, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) aside from what we already know, how's things uh, in the Pettigrew household? How about that? Uh, going, Going all right. My son said I was lovely oh. the other day, so that was really nice. That is nice. Yeah, yeah. that made me feel good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you know, just been working from home for the last year and a half, so yeah. everything smells like ass in my house. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I I don't know if that means you could use a standing desk. I'm not sure if that would solve that. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just air it out. Or that. We need it. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> just take a leaf blower to the the interior of your home and <laughs> just blow it out. <laughs> just blush it out. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm always happy to have you. Nick, so good, so wonderful. Um, happy belated birthday. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh, Ryan. Sorry. <clears throat> Didn't mean to yell. Hey, Ryan. How are you? Hi. 
I'm I'm really good. All right. I'm I'm pretty good too. Okay, good. Yeah. You doing anything else? Actually, I might. I was invited uh, to uh, was invited to go to Old Ironsides tonight to uh, oh to celebrate pre mask Eve. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll. Maybe I'll um, do you want to the Waffle Square parking lot? <laughs> I only heard. Do you want a um, Waffle Square parking lot? So the world, the world exists in that gap, and I love. That. Would you like to give me a hand job in the Waffle Square that parking is, lot? I mean, <laughs> there can't be no ambiguity about this. I can't no. let that happen. I mean, I, I have mean, to be clear. No reciprocation required, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> I am a giver. <laughs> Good. All right. <laughs> Ryan, how are you? Good. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah. I, I'm always bad at answering that because uh, I want to be truthful, but I don't want to be depressing. Uh, but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm really – I'm pretty good, actually, honestly. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, sadly, um, the truth to, to that – truthful answer to that question is generally uh, not what people want to hear. So yeah. – <laughs> I give the people what they want, you yeah. know. That's, but I'm that's glad you're I'm glad you're doing good, Ryan. Glad to have yeah. you. It's been a little bit, I believe, but uh, always worth um, the wait to get that Ryan King, get that sweet, um, sweet duck boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> well, good. good. Yeah, as are we. Uh, don't let the the relative deadpan delivery of that line um, <laughs> undercut the actual message therein. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jack, how are you? I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, my friend Nick's son told me I smelled like shit, and uh, <laughs> he said in a house that smells like ass, I was the ultimate ass man. <laughs> so that was okay, but other than that, I'm fine. Well, you've been going on on quite the uh, quite the journey this week. <laughs> on That's your, right. On your this social media, part of that. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> Don't mention that's not happening because I quit comedy. I am, of course, a Bones doctor who uh, graduated from Yale and is going to barber school. Mm -hmm. But now I have been reduced to Hugo swag and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, Nick, I can't explain what's going on in any less words than that. But people have been voting in my Instagram stories on what I should do with my life for 11 straight days and this is where we've ended up yeah uh so i'm really happy with the progress so far yeah i love it i mean any journey that uh i'm not gonna say ends at but at least includes a stop uh in hugo swag is worth taking <laughs> i like to <laughs> i like to think oh uh, i'm never gonna be hugo swag <laughs> i i didn't want to be <laughs> it's against my will uh, well, it's been a lot of fun. If you're not already following Jack, you should, you know, for multiple reasons, but also, you know, the the Instagram journey that he's been on here. Uh, I, th I might might even be even longer since we've had Jack. No, I think Ryan's still probably longer. Uh, but happy to have you, Jack. Um, one of the few people that I will allow to schedule several months out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because it's always worth it. Um, so, I think we're ready to go. Let's do the thing. Actual show beginning now. <laughs> That's probably not the best 
sort of uh, intro. I'll workshop that. But uh, <laughs> actual show starting now is not not really your your punchy activate. Uh, I don't know. Um, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how this went since <laughs> Jack pointed out yesterday that I apparently gave uh, accidentally left in the wrong prompt from last week at the end. Uh, Nick might not have seen it because his in a, like a, a, a an editable doc, so I might have edited it uh, under his nose. So I don't know. We'll see what happens here. Let's get to segment one: <laughs> reorganization. Oh no! All right, that's all right. It still works. It's still an ag- acronym. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I'll read it as it was originally sent, <clears throat> and then you guys playing at home. See where the error might have been. Okay. (laughs) I feel like the last few reorganizations have been a little hurtful and attacky. And I'm here today turning over hella new leaves all over your faces. One of those new leaves is brevity. So, let's cut to the chase. Just the first slightly interesting acronym I can find here. Like this one here. R-T-E-K. R-T-E-K. Or real-time embedded kernel. What does it mean? I don't know, but kernel's funny-ish. So let's just say we'll go with this one. See, I did sort of outline it, but wait for the twist. Uh, (laughs) And I'm hurting zero feelings, except for whoever actually knows what this is. Uh, I'll call that a win. So, fellow winners, why not tell me who or what else (laughs) AYT... MTB could stand for or represent. See, I yes. I generally copy the previous week's script to use as a format, uh, and Artec was supposed to have been uh, replacing AYT MTB. If you were here last week, you know that was the acronym, and I just missed one thing. So we're going on the same adventure of uh, of wondering what we're getting. I have a very distinct feeling that I know what uh, Nick will be delivering to us. <laughs> so let's hear... <clears throat> I'm going to go out on a limb, Nick. Let's hear your AYTMTB. <laughs> uh, well, my R-Tech is <laughs> apes yanking their members till busting. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to Nat Geo after dark. Mm-hmm. See what happens when we install cameras in ape enclosures at our nation's zoos and see what really goes down when the wildlife gets wild. <laughs> watch, watch as those fully opposable thumbs go to work <laughs> as apes lackadaisically peel their bananas before examining what comes out. Because in, that, because in captivity, what else are you going to do? And oh yeah. You know we've got those reaction shots of horrified parents as they now are forced to describe masturbation to their crying four-year-olds. One time, I went to the zoo with my girlfriend, who was on her period, and all the monkeys kept making eye contact with her and slapping their dicks. Like, not yanking, but slapping like a hysterical 1920s housewife. That's not at all related to this show, but it was a real thing that happened. Anyways... Tune into a show that Joe Rogan described as fucking sick, bro. <laughs> Thursdays at ten, right after squirting and flirting, a dolphin love story. Oh, you have 
Redeemed My Failure, which basically <laughs> is the title of my autobiography. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nick. Oh, yeah. Just, 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 just slabbing it. Just mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing. <laughs> just with, it was just. It was like this. <laughs> how do how do boxers punch those really fa- those that really tiny? Yeah, like that. The speed bag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, all right. Well, off to a flying start. Um. Uh, Ryan, uh, yeah. hit me with whichever one you decided to go with. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I didn't want to. Uh, so I, A Y M T B, A Y T M T B, to me stands for awareness. Yes, technique, mindfulness, theater, botanical. Hello there. I am Cade Cassidy, artist thespian and instructor welcome to my instructional series lessons for the young actor i'll be covering the most important lessons young actors need to succeed on the stage and off i call these crucial teachings admit which stands for awareness yes technique mindfulness theater botanical i will address these teachings one by one awareness the actor must always be aware on stage the stage is the most important thing to the actor, and the actor must always be sure to keep their head on a swivel 360 degrees constantly, as to not miss, not to miss any opportunity to connect with their scene partner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Saying yes is the most important thing to the actor. One must always say yes to every opportunity in theater. As to understudy, say yes. Apart with no speaking rules, say yes. Ask to stage manage for a group of older actors in a community theater production when you're 19 and there's no hope of them ever respecting you. Say yes. <laughs> Technique. Technique is the most important thing for the actor. Mm-hmm. As Stanislavski once said, great acting will make an audience cheer, but great technique an audience think. <laughs> Mindfulness. Mindfulness is the most important thing to the actor. Theatre. The theatre is home to the actor and the actor home to the theatre. Botanical. An actor is like a flower, withering in the winter yet rising in the spring. Mm. Let yourself be like a flower. That concludes my lesson for young actors. A to mid my friends, and C's dodge. Insane. Yes. Um, I don't... Ooh, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever uh, been in the presence of someone... You, If you guys have, please let me know. Uh, of someone that has uh, ever non-ironically uh, pronounced it stage. <laughs> Anybody? No? Anybody? I hope not. I hope not for everyone's sake. I hope not. Um, theatry, sure. Obviously. Yeah, that's uh, that's all over the place. Yeah. That's, it's clear. It's how it's spelled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's phonetic. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. 
Thank you, Ryan. So delicious. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> so many things that yeah, are the most important thing to the actor. Uh, yes. <laughs> Jack, the only one that asked what was going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, actually probably <laughs> used the one that was intended, meaning if, see, if all three of you had just used the, the wrong one, then I could have maybe reused that, the next one as a gag. <laughs> but you know what? Um, no, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, Jack, <laughs> Jack. <clears throat> uh, what do you have in the way of reorganization? Well, you're going to find out. I don't say it until the end, so I'm really excited for you to listen to this whole fucking shit not knowing which one I did. <laughs> okay, that guy's gone. I'm a new guy now. Okay. Captain's Log, August 16th, 1845. The journey continues for the HMS Terror. We're tasked with exploring the Arctic coastal, coastal mainland after Franklin's second Arctic expedition left 500 kilometers of unexplored coastline. Mm. And by Jove, that's just what we'll do. What an honor it is to be captain of this vessel conducting the most important work. Dangerous, yes, but what is life without danger? With my first mate, Bessie Bones, my crew in this fine ship, I know we cannot fail our, in our most noble of quests. Nothing shall dissuade me. Forward! Captain's Log, September 7th, 1845. We near the Arctic. Although we left our homes nigh on four months ago, the crew is in good nick. They say they're composing a song to keep their spirits high. How delightful. With smiles on our faces and the wind at our backs, we move forward. Excelsior! Captain's Log, September 14th, 1845. The Arctic grows nearer still. The crew dutifully completes their tasks but then they spend every free moment working on their song. The men will not let me hear the song as they say it's not ready yet. Well, good that they want to impress the captain, I suppose, and if it keeps them away from the rum, then I'm all for it. A good captain never runs afoul of a sober and productive crew. Onwards! <laughs> Captain's Log, September 19th, 1845. Oh my word, never have I ever seen a storm such as this. Since I last wrote, we have been under heavy rain and sleet with gale force winds. I fear we drift away from the Arctic. Without the moon or stars to guide me, I cannot say for certain. I hope this storm shall relent soon, or I fear our voyage will be a failure. The men give me strength. Through even in this inclement weather, they remain cheery and content with their as they work on their song. They still won't let me hear it because they say it's not done yet, but I hope we survive long enough for it to tickle mine ears. Progress. <laughs> Captain's Log, October 3rd, 1845. The storm, the nasty weeks-long storm that felt as though Poseidon himself was trying to give us the old heave-ho, has finally relented. I wasn't sure if the crew's song would be finished before the storm, but as luck would have it, the storm went silent at the very moment their song was finished. I suppose they would be happier now that their song was done, but their mood has changed. Their faces have grown serious. They say they no longer they no longer say that the song is not ready. They say that I am not ready for the song. <laughs> a captain is ready for anything, but a captain also knows not to push his men too far. So wait, I will to hear this song. The stars, which I can now see again, inform me that we shall make landfall in 11 days time. Ahoy! Captain's log, October 12th, 1845. This glorious voyage has taken a turn. The ship has been divided into those who have and those who have not heard the song. First mate Bessie Bones, my most loyal and jovial companion, no longer returns my gaze. He only looks down and mutters to himself about that infernal song. 
the graveyard shift who have all heard the song do not work anymore they say no need for work anymore the song is enough i told them that if they didn't work they get no food which is the surest way to stop a mutiny but they said no need for food anymore the song is enough i fear that it will soon be no need for the captain anymore the song is enough i must hear this song i must <laughs> captain's log october 13th 1845 <laughs> everyone on the ship has heard the song except for me they beg me not to listen to it but i must they'll only play it for me if i agree to be tied to the stern of the ship like odysseus and the sirens yet they are they are not sirens out at sea the sirens are on board we are mere knots away from our goal, but I must hear this madness before I make landfall in the Arctic. I must hear this song. I toiled all my life to become a captain, but by God, I'll risk it all just to hear one note of this song. Song! 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 <laughs> that was the last entry in the captain's log. The men aboard the ship were not heard from for the better part of a decade until 1854, when the Scottish explorer Stuart Hogg while surveying the Boothia Peninsula for the Hudson's Bay Company, discovered the true fate of the party by talking to Inuit hunters. He was told the ship had become icebound, and when the men had tried to reach safety on foot, they had succumbed to cold and scurvy, mm -hmm. and some had even resorted to cannibalism, all while chattering on about a song. Hogg found their vessel and discovered that there was an Artec, recording technology, early kind, on board. He could not play it due to damage from the ice, but he still brought it back to his homeland where it sat in a museum in Edinburgh, Scotland until now. With modern technology, we've been able to put the song back together. We will play it for you now, but I must warn you, many fear what it may do to them after reading the harrowing tale of the captain's log. I myself refuse to listen to it, and if you do listen, we take no responsibility for what happens to you and how your life may irrevocably be changed. Ladies and gentlemen, here is a song from the HMS Terrors 1845 Arctic Expedition. We love our captain, oh, we love our captain. Guitar for this superstar. We love first mate Bessie Bones. He's first rate Bessie Bones on this vessel. Oh, yeah, on this vessel. Yeah, we love him and we love our captain. We love him. And then we're going to the Arctic. Yeah, we're going to the Arctic with the captain and Bessie Bones. With the captain and Bessie Bones. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was truly the jam of the fall of 1845. <laughs> or it would have been, had it been 
you know, delivered back. <gasps> oh, God damn, Jack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, so glad. That was my voice. I just, sorry, in case any <laughs> scouts were listening or whatever, that was actually me. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. It's hard to believe. Um, so glad to see the legacy of Bessie Bones lives on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Um, <laughs> and yeah, now they're already demanding merch in the chat. Uh, <laughs> needs a shirt that says, we love our captain. Uh, <laughs> all right. As much as I hate to move away from that, let's uh, do exactly that. Segment two, it's bulletin board. Uh, I feel like I need to apologize ahead of time. Uh, you'll see why. Need a way to make your inner office thoughts known? Ever consider a slab, a cork, and just fucking off? It's the bulletin board! <laughs> a monument to easily ignorable communications. And so, in bulletin board, we ask that you each give us three things you might find hanging from, stuck on, or otherwise adhered to. A bulletin board hung in the break room of a specific place, and in this case, it is uh, Men's Rights Activism Headquarters. Um, I guess this is what happens when I have two shows in a row with all uh, male panel. I start to get anxious. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying very hard. This is not very ally of me. Uh, so, let's take them down, shall we? Uh, <laughs> let's hear your three pieces found on the men's rights activists uh headquarters uh billboard break room you know you got it i don't have to reset it every time um one 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 two 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 you you get that too you've been around this is 278 okay. episodes for christ's sake you understand how it works i'm sorry i apologize you didn't deserve that uh <laughs> nick let's hear your first piece on the men's rights bulletin board uh, it's a, a notice reading, please clean out any expired juice, or, I'm sorry, please clean out any expired protein powders, <laughs> celery juice, on it supplements, elk meat, bulletproof coffee, MCT oil, and any androgel or other testosterone supplements from the fridge by the end of the day Friday. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gotta, Straightforward. You, you got to stay, you got to keep up on that. Otherwise, it'll just pile up. <laughs> <laughs> the names rub off. I don't know whose they are anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to dwell on this. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, let's hear yeah. your first piece. Uh, I do have to preface mine a little bit mm -hmm. by saying that the only thing that I know about men's rights activists is that they refuse to come because that they believe that that is that weakens them. Oh. Uh, this that's is true. not all we do. <laughs> no, that, no, that's no, that's it. Men's rights activists. They, they, their biggest thing is they refuse to come. So, um, All right. the first, it's a sticky note, and it has the words on. It just says, "Whatever you do, don't come." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like with a, with a couple exclamation points after it. Yeah. It's written in big red letters. I mean, even <laughs> if it's the main tenet of your organization, that does not mean that it does not require. A reminder every once in a while. Yeah, because sometimes you know you're you're you let your guard down, and you yeah. need a sticky note to remind you. I love that the sticky note sticky note doesn't just say "don't come." It says "whatever <laughs> you do." That's such a yeah. start to any message. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 
like the you know the do it for her thing in the simpsons yeah. it's like that but do it don't come <laughs> Now I want to know what the whole sign is that the letters are covered up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Jack, let's hear your first men's rights. Like, strong stance, big energy. What do we got? <laughs> one of those flyers with tearaway slips at the bottom, mm. and all of them are gone except for one on account of how popular the flyer is. And the flyer has a picture of a sloppy looking guy on it. And under his picture, it says Devin Techers. And the flyer is for, for Devin Techers Techniques class, where you can learn the famous Techers techniques, including but not limited to how to do all alpha parkour for men, how to date women when you hate women, how to establish dominance over a beta parking lot attendant while still remembering that they can trap you in a parking garage. How to spend the night in a parking garage when the beta parking lot attendant doesn't respect the rhetorical power of facts and logic. How to weather the storm when you're sitting cold and alone in your Miata in a parking garage for the second straight night, but no one will answer your phone calls to come help you because you've alienated everyone who ever showed kindness towards you because in your mind, kindness equals weakness. But now as you find yourself at your lowest low in your greatest moment of weakness, you realize that kindness might be the most alpha thing of all. How to do Krav Maga while tech decking. <laughs> I mean, even even while Ryan is giving a demonstration, I'm still trying to figure. <laughs> it's it's this. It's just like this. <laughs> or do you just learn the tech deck techniques and then they translate that into, uh, you know, uh, martial arts? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, why am I dwelling? Nick, let's hear number two from you. Oh, All right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a, a flyer for a It's Not Your Fault workshop. And it's a, a workshop where they bring in uh, Robin Williams lookalike, obviously, to reenact the scene from Goodwill Hunting. Because whatever <laughs> cancellations or rejections you've experienced because of your shitty opinions, it's not your fault. Hey, it's not your fault. No, seriously, <laughs> it's not your fault. Hey, look at me, man. Look, look. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Oh, that was a lot of Nick oh. when I when I looked back. Oh. oh, yeah. I can't hear that right now, Nick. I can't hear. I can't. <laughs> uh, I mean, sixty forty. Maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get us halfway through this. Let's hear your second men's rights activist uh, bulletin board item. Yeah. The second thing on the bulletin board is a picture of some cum uh, <laughs> in a red circle with a line through it. <laughs> and it's like just like some come like in like if you had like a handful it would, that's sure kinda, yeah. sure yeah uh, just just a just a dollop just uh mm -hmm. just dime yeah. size rub it in yeah and, <laughs> and it's it's right next to the post-it note sure for added <laughs> yeah reminders now now i'm wondering uh if this is going to be touched on i don't know the the lingo it's in the chat 
someone I don't want to tip. Well, all right, someone is waiting for some MGTOW. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a thing in this thing. I'm looking forward to poor explaining what that is if we don't get it in the next four. Um, <clears throat> Jack, let's uh, <laughs> hear your second men's rights. Bulletin board A item. slap tag sticker for the only explicitly men's rights stab show, King's Talk Live. <laughs> Cameron yeah. made me say that. <laughs> what a fucking beta cuck. <laughs> Way what to go, Jack. Ugh. Or, I, damn it, I forgot your new name. <laughs> your new... Instagram approved name. Oh, Hugo Swag. Hugo Swag, yeah. Way to go, Swag. Uh, all right, Nick. Final round. Let's get us out of this. Uh, men's rights. Oh, I think <laughs> right. oh, that's a wall of stuff. Okay, I got it. Okay. Uh, uh, no, sorry. Item three, Nick. Uh, men's rights activist bulletin board. All right. Uh, it's a flyer for a UFC watch party. Uh, come to Brent's house for the wildest UFC party of the year. There's going to be chili. Coors and an unlimited supply of Pepsi AC. Where? The apartment, uh, apartment 270 at the Casa de los Padres Tristes apartment complex. <laughs> Park on Meth Street and make sure to hide any valuables in your car. When is this happening? This Saturday from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Seriously, my wife, my ex is bringing her daughter, or my <laughs> my ex is bringing my daughter over at 10:30, and it's the only time I get to see her. Okay, I cannot. Fuck this up again. <laughs> also, please don't eat all of the chili. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta save some chili. The daughter's coming over for the weekend. Um, <laughs> only making one. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and really, this goes for for anybody. Anytime you go anywhere, uh, you park on Meth Street. You don't leave anything visible in the car. You just don't. That's that's yeah. just that's just common sense. That's good thinking. Uh, thank you, Nick. Uh, so I guess uh, MGTO. No, no, we'll we'll save it for after we're done. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I I got the explanation. Um, Ryan, let's hear your third and final item hanging on the men's rights break room bulletin board. Yeah, uh, the final item is a uh, hang in there poster, mm -hmm. uh, but instead of a cat, it's a dude trying not to come. <laughs> you can see it visibly on his face. Is he clothed? Is he naked? Can we see his chub? He's uh, he's like he's naked, and his but his legs are crossed, so it's like tastefully like tastefully hiding it, and he's yeah. still hanging from a branch. And it says, "Hang in there." Oh, I want that to be real. Yeah. <laughs> it, this uh, is real, by the way. Men's rights activists—they—they—they they, they refuse to come. That is their—that's what they believe in. All right. I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, no, yeah, it's real. And <clears throat> there's a, another piece uh, on the agenda here uh, that I'm going to have to deal with the chat once we're done with your third here, Jack. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jack, let's hear your third and final men's rights activism bulletin board item. A DVD copy of Crank 2 hung by a long, rusty nail, and when you <laughs> grab it, it opens up a secret room behind the bulletin board, and the ultimate male fantasy is inside. A chill-ass room where Sonic and Mario are sitting on meatbag <laughs> chairs and do poppers with you and watch the big game while eating 70-30 ground beef, and there's no bedtime. 
on the wall, there's a poster for every kind of beer and really sexy Funko Pops and a travel poster for a place called Stepdad Sylvania. And the walls are soundproof so you can be as loud as you want. The only cover charge to get in is getting sack tapped, but you get to sack tap the next person who comes in. So it's like hazing, which is totally pimp. You step inside and Sonic hands you a GameCube controller while Mario goes down on you. Huey, we're home. Oh, hell yeah! I don't know. Men's rights activism just sounds chill, bro. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? Um. So. Um. Oh, and yeah, that's that's sort of what I imagined. Okay, so getting back to all of this, Migto. Is apparently men going their own way. I, we got the definition here in the chat. Uh, it's an anti-feminist, misogynistic, mostly online communi- community advocating for men to separate themselves from women and from a society which they believe has been corrupted by feminism. So, there's that. Um, that's that's a problem, obviously. Um, if somebody would be- told me they were going their own way, I wouldn't assume that they were just like one <laughs> step away from fascism. I would think they were taking a different route home or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cool if they just want to leave. Like that'd be great. That's fine. That'd be great. Just that's a nice. Great. Get yourself a nice compound out in the middle of the woods. And they're fine. Yeah, just go just, away. Just practice yeah. assembling and disassembling your firearms and just really not coming and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you think you'd be able to like learn it, but like it's it's something that you you have to keep at, right? It's something you you never really master. <laughs> it's a muscle, but you have to keep uh keep in shape. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's just splooge bagooge. I don't know what. Yeah. That means. Hard to no. master, easy to bait. Yeah. But no pressure, no diamonds. <laughs> 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 Segment three, it's sell it on Craigslist. Things, clutter, detritus, 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 I can't remember how to pronounce it. Uh, debris, stuff. You've got too much of it, and you need to clean out the garage, or you're going to hear it from Nagy Nagerson. Nagy Nagerson being the president of your local homeowners association, of course. What did you think I meant? <clears throat> Any hoozle, give us your Craigslist posting attempting to unload the following things. <laughs> I'm just now remembering all of this because the last two days has been a long month. Um, so it's <laughs> it's fun to see all this again. How I did this then, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Nick, you are selling a regular full-size car that you have detailed to look like a micro-machine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try to repost this one more time because people seem confused about what I'm trying to sell. I am selling a 1994 Honda Civic that I have remodeled to look like a 1989 Ferrari Testarossa micro machine. What does this mean? Well, visually, it looks like a Ferrari Testarossa, but a micro machine version. However, it is the size of a regular car. Additionally, it does not function like a 1989 Ferrari Testarossa or a micro machine. It functions like a 1994 Honda Civic. How does it look like a micro machine? 
The chassis has been constructed from a single piece of die-cast metal, and all the windows are also die-cast metal, which has been painted black to resemble a tinted window. The doors open, but both the trunk and hood are unopenable as they have been forged from a single piece of die-cast metal. The wheels are also metal that have been painted black to resemble a tire. The car runs, but as it is made from very heavy die-cast metals, it is, it is quite a bit slower than your average 1994 Honda Civic. Could I include a picture? Absolutely, I could. Will I? Absolutely not. Why did I do this? As a child, I found myself in a blank check situation where I used all the money to turn a 1994 Honda Civic into a micro-machined Ferrari Testarossa. As such, I'm willing to offer the car for another blank check situation. I'm also willing to accept a trade for a little big league scenario where I become the manager of the Minnesota Twins. Please contact me at 1994 Honda Civic, but a micro-machine 1989 Ferrari Testarossa at Hotmail.com. Oh... Not going to lie, I was wondering how that would go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no one, literally no one is going to care about this, but I don't know, I've been doing this for eight and a half years. I get to take liberties every once in a while. Um, th I appreciate the, the Little Big League reference, the movie that, uh, that showed uh, journeyman first baseman Dave Magadan as the fucking killer that he was. Uh, an RBI single is what we mag magas uh, <laughs> call different one, different thing. Call it Dave Maggot and Grand Slam. Uh, God damn it! It was my favorite. I don't know why. I just chose some weird guy from the like ninety one, ninety two Mets that became my favorite baseball player ever. Uh, hmm. Check him out. It's like a two ninety two lifetime batting. I don't know. Um, <laughs> solid and portrayed as a monster in little big league just so wonderful uh <laughs> thank you nick thank you for uh handing me that opportunity to to wax magadan uh <laughs> ryan king yes and is now now i'm i'm getting um i understand why we're only in the middle of segment three right now i get it i get it mm -hmm. i understand what i'm doing uh, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to go. Um, <laughs> you, here. <laughs> Ryan King, you are flipping for sure priceless yard sale finds. Okay. Hey, uh, how's it going? I'm uh, selling some priceless yard sale finds. <laughs> now, look, it's it's best not to asking where I got these priceless yard sale finds because the answer is obvious okay I got some from my own yard okay <laughs> I didn't steal these or nothing now here you'll find some real sweet deals like these pearls that belong to a grandma that was definitely my grandma and this priceless frame picture of a family that you can't prove isn't my family <laughs> that it, you can't prove it these items are all totally and completely legal I didn't yoink these from several other schmoes yard sales or nothing all right, I ain't the famous Sacramento County yard sale bandit, <laughs> if that's what you're implying. Oh, I see you's looking at some more merchandise. All right, like this ceramic owl or some shit. What, do I look like a bird watcher? Do I look like a bird watcher? Shit, I'm not. It's an owl. It's a bird. I don't know what it is. Take it. 
You want to know what these glasses are used for? What are used to cop? Now, it's not like I'm trying to hawk this stuff as quickly as possible or nothing, okay? Like <laughs> I said before, I ate the infamous Sacramento County Yard Sale Bandit. And I'm not trying to do what the infamous Sacramento County Yard Sale Bandit would do and try and get rid of these as quick as possible, all right? <laughs> I'm just your average schmo trying to make a quick buck by advertising his totally on the up and up prices yard sale fines. So hit me up, hit me up. If you want some, hit me up. If you want any, hit me up, okay? Got it. <clears throat> no cops. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Um, I enjoyed the journey we took from uh, C plus Christopher Walken to... <laughs> 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 to see plus Christopher walking, walking, doing a Jar Jar Binks impression. <laughs> I was hoping no one. I was hoping no one noticed uh, that I got lost in Christopher Walken land. Yeah, as as I tend to do. Uh, it's nope. never, it's never we're, not a good place to stop for a while. Well, we're we're already going long, so let me just do another take, and I'll nail it for yeah. sure this time. Roll it back. Yeah. Okay. Don't even in the Christopher Walken land. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> as usual, yeah, get it. Groove to walking oh. in the Christopher, Wa Christopher Walken yeah. land. Um, Jack, let's get us uh, fully over the hump. Uh, ending segment three, selling it on Craigslist. You are. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm interested. Uh, you're. You're offering to let someone live rent free in your head. <laughs> Serious offers only, not looking for a passing fancy. If you aren't serious about moving, then you should get moving right now off this webpage. If you are serious about moving, then you should start by staying on this webpage. And if you're confused, well, then that makes two of us. As I've already demonstrated, I've got an incredible brain with tremendous capacity for thoughts. And that brain has a vacancy for you to live rent-free in my head. I got room now that I went to therapy and forgot about Tandy. Who is Tandy? Don't ask. House rule number one. Don't speak it, don't say it when it comes to Tandy. My head, which you'll be living in rent-free, by the way, try and beat that deal on the open market. Um, do you have anything for less than free available? They'll laugh you right out of the renting office, the apartment itself, if you're on an apartment tour or whatever. But my head is a zero-three. Zero bedrooms and three bathrooms. The bathrooms are my two nostrils and mouth. House rule number two. Do not pee in my ears. I got the worst swimmer's ear of my life after Tandy pissed in my ear. Sure was a crazy trip, though. I had some good times with Tandy. Some crazy times. Like that time Tandy pissed in my ear gave me the worst swimmer's ear of my life. Stop bringing up Tandy. Refer back to house rule one. Do you like Bosch? Well, you're going to by the end of this because it's all I watch. And if you're living in my head, you're going to be watching it, too. Tandy got me into it. Tandy was like the J. Edgar to my Bosch. Wait, stop talking about Tandy. House rule number one. Speaking of house rules, house rule number 420, you must be 420 friendly. I like to smoke weed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else do you need to know? The pet deposit's extra. Yeah, sorry, you might have to pay a little more than free. Laundry is non-existent. You'll only have a refrigerator only when I have a brain freeze, which is surprisingly often because I like Slurpees when I do weed, house rule 420. No parking spots. Square footage is more than you think because my cranium is massive. I still love and miss Tandy. The neighborhood is okay. Not great. Tandy, please come back. And a strict no noise policy after 6.36 a.m. 
pretty sweet amenities. <laughs> so if you're serious, you can contact me at 432. Oh, wait, I need to do words in here instead of some of the numbers so I don't get my ass Craigslist scammed. So 43, the word to Tandy, 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 Tandy. God, it feels so good to type. Tandy, if you're reading this, just know that I want you back. Mm, you're back. <laughs> this is now a listing for a rent free slot in my head with a roommate because I can't quit you, Tandy. Those bubblegum days followed by those Bosch filled nights. House rule number one revoked. Tandy's home. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, we're going to move on as quickly as possible. I got a uh, twist there. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was never. Uh, gonna be a new tenant. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, <laughs> segment four. <laughs> segment four. You shut your gut. Uh, <laughs> write a patriotic poem about it. I don't know. Olympics. Fuck yeah. Should we even be having them? Boo. You save that talk for your next pandemic meeting, Boris. It's hella Olympics time. And that always brings out the patriot in, well, the world. So let's hear some patriotic poems about the following topics. Fucking go! Uh, <laughs> Nick, let's hear patriotic poem number one about tribulations and trials. I realize now that I, I just wrote a poem. This <laughs> That's is fine. Not... That's, I, okay. I will we'll fill in the patriotism. If you're patriotic, that'll come across. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. The patriotism isn't the problem. It's the funny that's the problem. <laughs> uh, Patriot, start, patriotism is fucking serious shit. America is built by those stern, hardy few for whom challenges do but pose obstacles which to push through. This is what we tell the many who struggle every day. For the truth, it is uncanny and sad in every way. Those who achieve success often have safety nets. So when they do make a mess, they do not have to pay their debts. In truth, those at the top face no trials for their wealth results in investigation denials. <laughs> I didn't write anything funny. That's what I wrote. That's how I feel. That's, that's just how I feel about America. <laughs> hell yeah. It's the truth. And that was, yeah. Just... <laughs> that was. You don't understand that that's patriotism. Then maybe you've got the wrong kind of patriotism. Ba-boom. It's called jingoism. Look it up. I haven't. <clears throat> I don't know if I used that. Ryan. Uh... Yes, sir. <laughs> the old salute dab. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh. you for your service. <laughs> Whoa. Oh man. So good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. We've gotten we've gotten the very the very militant uh militantly patriotic uh trials and tribulations or tribulations and trials. I wrote it that way for a reason. Uh Ryan, let's hear a patriotic poem about frequent flyer miles. Okay, let's uh, hope my accent can stay on base this time. Oh, looking forward to uh, it. I'm going to do my best. Frequent flyer miles, you stand tall, proud, and free. 
<laughs> you are the most important thing to me. You make it so easy to travel. It's not just a hunch. Frequent flyer miles. I love you so much. AA advantage. Sky miles. Mileage plus. I love to use you. There's nothing sus. <laughs> Frequent flyer miles. I use you as much as I can. Yo, what makes me proud to be an American. I will defend you, tooth, nail, and claw. Up in international skies, there is no law. Between 7,000 and 119,000 miles gets you a free flight. If I didn't have you frequent flyer miles, I would be fright. When I think about all the things that make this country good, I can only think of frequent flyer miles, just as it should. Frequent flyer miles, please never leave. Flying is too expensive without you. Love me, Steve. Oh, the end. I was, I was here just for the struggle. Uh, <laughs> to say frequent flyer miles a lot, it's so hard. You nailed it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you nailed it. You you landed, no pun intended. Uh, the the only way you could <laughs> was frequent flyo miles. Uh, frequent flyo miles. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you, Ryan. God, so good. Thank you. Uh, and Jack, let's close out. Patriotic poems. <clears throat> We've heard about tribulations and trials. We've heard about frequent flyer miles. <laughs> Let's hear your patriotic, patriotic poem about Simone Biles. USA. I didn't USA, realize two days ago USA. that it would continue to get more and more topical. Uh. <laughs> USA, USA, oh. USA, poetry. Oh, I love <laughs> Simone Biles. Her gymnastics gives me smiles. She is the best and not the worst. She even does with the pommel horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? Only men do the pommel? Oh, okay, okay, then very well. Linda gymnastics are the most important thing to me, besides my freedoms and liberty. I'm an expert every four years after I've had a couple of beers. I understand the sport better than the judges. They're too biased. They hold grudges. Not me, though. I'm the smartest at the bar, especially when Simone does the even bars. Huh? <laughs> what? The bars are uneven? What a time to tell me this, Steven. Look, I can admit one thing. I only watch gymnastics when I see those Olympic rings. That doesn't mean I'm not super smart. My favorite event is still rings to start. Oh my God, what? She doesn't do that either. My whole persona has been torn asunder. Maybe I don't know as much as gymnastics as I thought. But I do all know all the words to drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Okay, so I don't know all the words to drop it like it's hot. Okay, I'm not perfect, as you can see. As I've already said, I have a few beers in me. But one thing I've proven is that I'm great at poetry. Wow, I stuck the landing with a perfect 10. I feel like Simone Biles, my dear friend. Yeah. Oh. Oh, why Why is it that we have to hear everyone's opinion and then somehow make it, you know, worthwhile? I don't know. It's just not everybody should be heard. Okay. Um, no. Sorry. I think Jack should, though. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, clearly. Uh, let's <laughs> sorry I went it. so topical. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to go that hard. Uh <laughs> No more patriotism. Got it. 
Uh, <laughs> let's wrap up the program. Landing in uh, segment five. See if you can find the call forward uh, three segments ago. Uh, <laughs> it's Department of Tourism. Get your place visiting in while you still can. Coffee citizens. <laughs> this has only gotten more relevant. We can all feel the next wave tickling the backs of our throats. So, <laughs> if you've been thinking about going somewhere, you might want to get it in quick. And in Department of Tourism, it's your job as the newly appointed director of tourism for the following places to make yours the last pe last place people are going to want to visit before we can't visit no places, no mo again. So, Let's hear your pitch for why we should want to come visit, stay a while, or put down roots in your particular destination. Um, Nick, first thing that I wrote for these prompts. Nick, let's hear, let's hear your tourism guide to dying on the inside berg. Here at dying on the inside berg, or... Dotib for short. <laughs> Everything is fine. It's great. Honestly. This is the ideal suburban community to raise your children and live your life free from any risks, worries, or dreams you once had. In fact, you can bury them in the sand of our luxurious 18-hole golf course. <laughs> this is truly a picturesque small town because we ensure all building facades are well-maintained. But nothing can fix the infrastructure. There's something putrid at the core of every building in this town. One day, City Hall will come tumbling down from decades of deep-seated, unseen, fetid rot. But by all outside appearances, everything seems perfect, and that's the way we like it here. At Dadib, is everything... Uh, Dadib is anything, everything anyone could ever want. I mean, you worked your whole life for this. You missed every one of your daughter's recitals and every football game your son started it. All those long nights at work while your family sat in the cold, dark dining room staring at your empty chair because you didn't come home until 10. So why does it feel like something's missing? Maybe the answer's you. So come on over today. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nick. <clears throat> Felt good to hear someone else say it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick Pettigrew, so happy as always um, to have you. Uh, I'm going to be bothering all of you guys soon because I only have one guest for next week's show and then nothing after that. I need to book. So, everybody get ready to be bothered. Uh, Nick, um, before we move on, uh, where can folk enjoy... Oh, actually, I'm, I'm not that I'm not always looking... I'm thoroughly looking forward to... Um, what else has come of uh, any any new additions to your to your store or anything that's going on? I don't want to set it up if nothing's happened, but if if I mean we can still at least introduce people to the store again. But uh, how can people enjoy Nick Pettigrew outside of this edition of the Stab Program? I well, yeah yeah I have uh, an itch.io page where I I publish some games, but like you know varying quality, varying length, yeah. and uh, I'm probably gonna this week actually. Oh shit. I'm going to start a devlog for the next game. So mm -hmm. that'll be fun and something to look forward to. Nice. Yeah. Uh, where, I don't know if you said where uh, exactly. How do, oh, where boy. do we get? 
Yeah. <laughs> Itch.io. <laughs> oh, boy. A long it's series itch. of numbers and characters? What do we got? I think it's itch.io slash Nick Pettigrew, all one word. Okay. If it's not that... Just just search I'm Nick sorry. Pettigrew and itch.io. If, if you can get there, you've been on the internet before, just figure it out. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. Again, I still need to dedicate a night to just playing uh, <laughs> Nick Pettigrew games on Happy Time Arcade. That would be fun. Um, thank you, Nick. Uh, Ryan, let's get to yeah. you. Let's get to you. Um, I I'm not gonna understand any of this, but I need to start <laughs> learning. I need to learn. Okay. So, uh, uh, tell us why sh- we should want to visit Gen Zetopia. Yeah, you got it. Hey there, kings, queens, and in betweens. <laughs> Welcome to lovely Gen Zetopia. An island for Gen Zers where you can go to escape the horrible reality of a world that was ruined beyond repair long before any of us were even born. Send it. (laughs) Are you tired of the never-ending cycle of older generations refusing to make the world a better place for the generation after them, Monka Giga, and instead passing all their problems and responsibilities for fixing those problems onto younger people? Me too, sis. That's why we created Gen Zetopia. To escape all those cringe problems of a modern world that we had no say over. Are you scared about the impending climate crisis that'll hit in less than 30 years, no cap? Come to Gen Zetopia. Terrified our government will remain deadlocked while refusing to implement any systematic change that even 16-year-olds can see is desperately needed, not poggers? Come to Gen Zetopia. (laughs) Are you afraid that you too will become apathetic and just resign yourself to the sus belief that, oh, this is just the way the world is, period? Well, take some copium and come on over to Gen Zetopia. Gen Zetopia, where body affirmative Lizzo songs play 24-7, we stand a queen, and all communication is done entirely through Twitch chat. Work. Listen, you're my little pog jam, right? So come on over to Gen Zetopia smile and live a life free from the burden of inheriting a world that's literally broken and on fire and that is the tea <laughs> uh, <clears throat> surprisingly i did understand a lot of that uh, <laughs> he flipped the water bottle oh, shit. <laughs> check that out <laughs> It landed uh, up right. Hold on. Uh, somebody, they're calling for me at Old Eye. Still okay, yeah. finishing we the show. There you go. Just letting them know. Asking where okay. I am. I don't know. Maybe go to mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash comedy. 8 p.m. Thursday nights. Or, you know, anytime. Seven days a week. Get with the program. Okay. Uh <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Ryan King, where can folk uh, enjoy the wonderfulness of Ryan King, uh, you know, out in the world? You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook if you want. Just be my friend. Why not? And uh, I I do comedy around Sacramento. Mm -hmm. Anywhere you are, I'll be there, and I'll be doing comedy. And, you know, if you follow me on my social media, you'll probably have a better idea about where I'll pop up. Probably. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> do that so there you go just just Please. start there and uh-huh. the rest will be done for you Everybody yeah you'll yeah. you'll find a way yeah you got it same way 
just search Ryan King and yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Ryan. So good as thank always. Uh, I will try to uh, make you get here again uh, within a shorter time frame, and I will also try not to come, Jack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta uh, show me proof, man. I don't think I could just believe you. <laughs> you shouldn't, uh, okay. <laughs> Jack. Uh, where can folk? Uh, I mean, we we went over. We we went over the Instagram, which will probably be the main thrust. But there's other things. Where where can folk uh, enjoy Jack Brown out in the world? YouTube.com backslash c backslash Jack Brown videos. There you go. And as Ryan said, if you follow me, you'll have a better idea of where my videos are popping up at. Yeah. Well, and the uh, the largest uh, sort of thrust of content for the last 11 days has been on instagram so you should probably you should probably go there anyway so. there'll be a compilation on youtube soon yeah. who knows how soon i don't even know it's up to you all so thank you please keep voting <laughs> it's just gonna go on indefinitely oh uh that would be i that would be fun um not, not saying gonna, anything yeah i'm not gonna encourage it but um <clears throat> jack Let's finish off the program with your tourism guide for Stepdad Sylvania. You're not the father. You're the dad who stepped up. And isn't it time that a city stepped up for you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dante Frog, and I'm here to tell you about a little place called Stepdad Sylvania, where stepdads are treated like the kings that we are. A place where the <laughs> golf channel's on every TV. I place with the most cigar stores per capita in the entire continental U.S., a place with a chiropractor in every garage. A place where a stepdad can be a stepdad. <laughs> stepdad Sylvania was founded by one of the most divorced men in history, Biz E. Phillips. He was a stepdad many times over, and he was looking to live in a place where school days went on even longer so he didn't have to deal with those rugrats, the little rascals. Well, there wasn't a town that would do that, so he made one. And what a place he made. Every restaurant in town has a burger and beers option, no matter what kind of restaurant it is. Even if your bratty stepkids want Pokemon bowls or tapas or copium or whatever the fuck the latest fad is, you can always get burgers and beers. And the beers, well, they're on tap, my friend, and the ABV is diabolical. <laughs> Speaking of every restaurant, every restaurant has a play area for the kids. Every store has a separate play area for the kids. Every intersection has a play area for the kids. <laughs> it is your right as a citizen to be able to smooch and hug your wife or husband without it being weird. You didn't marry their kids, you married them. And while you do love those little tykes, those little rascals, we've set up a place to make sure they're safe while you can smooch without them killing the vibe. We know what stepdad's like, which is why you'll be given a visor, Crocs, Oakleys, and a big dog shirt that says, hey, big oil, I up my gas budget, now up yours, on the back with a picture of Bin Laden getting punched by the big dog in the front when you enter. Our national anthem is an original song composed by Van Halen called The Stepdad Slide. Stepdad slide! <laughs> and yeah, we're one of the only cities to have our own national anthem. It plays every time one of our listening devices picks up your stepkid saying, you're not my real dad. And the song reminds them of how cool you are when you slid into their life. And if our sensors detect a child's hand on the thermostat, we shock them. Don't worry, it only hurts them a lot, but you'll feel just fine. And your wallet will feel even better especially with our automatically closing doors because we don't live in a barn, damn it. <laughs> don't you hate traffic? 
you're a stepdad, so we know that you do. We have canals like Venice here, so you can boat around all the time. And if you're drunk, we don't care as long as you have your stepkid in the back with an inner tube and you can whip them around in the wake. Opa stepdad style. So I know what you're asking yourself. Dante Frog, how do I convince my wife to live in a place called Stepdad Sylvania? Well, we have those signs that change based on the angle you look at them, much like the old promotional Phantom Menace cups that showed both Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi's face. You know the one. <laughs> Anyways, anytime your wife looks at the signs here, it'll say Granite Bay or Albany or Airbnb or whatever the latest fad place to live is. <laughs> and if you can't get them to live here, you can always get a timeshare. You understand the concept of a timeshare. It's how your stepkids' visitation rights work. And speaking of that, when it's not your weekend to have the kids, we have pneumatic tubes that yeet them out to the edge of town so that their loser alimony pay pig dad can pick them up. Out of sight, out of mind, baby, oh baby, it's stepdad smooching time. Why the heck am I so passionate about this place? I grew up here. They forced me to move away when I was 18 years old, as we do with all children when they reach 18, another perk, because I was killing the vibe. And one of the city workers immediately converted my bedroom into an exercise room. <laughs> I vowed to get back in stepdad Sylvania, and I married a divorcee as soon as I could. Of course I don't love her, duh, but now I'm the king of my own domain, and I see my own stepdad on the canal sometimes, and we currently nod at each other in a poetic way. And oh yeah, I obviously don't have a relationship with my mother, so come on down to Stepdad Sylvania, a place where there's always something happening. Like this bulletin board here that's filled with great activities. And oh, wow, is that a DVD copy of Crank 2 hung by a long rusty nail? Let me just grab it. And, oh, wow, it swung open. I can see the ultimate guys hang out paradise. Let me just step inside. And oh, wow, Sonic handed me a GameCube controller. Mario's going down on me. Me thinks I'll be singing the stepdad slide soon. You can stop the commercial now because mama mia, here I go again. Stepdad slide. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Step uh, stepdad Sylvania. Uh just breaking rule one with with Mario. You just how do you how do you get it and then not get it? I don't know. I don't know. Another another Shyamalan twist or Jack Brown. That's my, two. my throat really hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it should. Alright. <laughs> Deserve it. Thank you guys. Uh, and Stab is over. Thank you all for joining us tonight. And, of course, a very special thank you to tonight's amazing panel, Nick Pettigrew, Ryan King, and Jack Brown. Now, if you had a grand old time enjoying the Stab show live as it happened, well, then you might want to tune in every Thursday at 8 on Stab Comedy Theater TV to get more of the same, Clyde. Or, if you would rather wait, you know, a little longer, you can enjoy this and the other 277 episodes of Stab via the podcast provider of your choice, be it Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or the Good Pods app. So, that's all we have for you tonight, everyone. As usual, I've been your host, Jesse Jones, and you've been better than you give yourself credit for. You are all awesome. Good night. Good night.